And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of the Cinemania Live Show. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Hannah Louise. Hello, welcome back. Hey. Where you been at? Where have you been at? (laughs) God, our last show was the beginning of the month. What the hell is going on? That's a question for you, big dog. What you mean? <laughs> we look at our messages. <laughs> oh my god, man. It's my job. That's honestly what it is. Hannah works like one day a week and then she'd be like on me for like working all the time. <laughs> like for real. First of all, I'm for starting real? school. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you ain't started yet. What you mean? I'm starting okay. school. <laughs> What do you mean? Oh man! About to be Walter White. And uh, what you about to do with chemistry, man? You over here, your math is all over the place. <laughs> what you about to do with chemistry, bro? I'm about to teach chemistry. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> teach high school chemistry. Why? Like, what made you? Did you was you watching Breaking Bad for real? And then you was just no. like, getting, was you just like, you know, man, <laughs> just that, this that shit. I want to try. No. Like, what um, happened? I I really liked chemistry when I was in high school and had a really mm-hmm. cool teacher. And I decided that I want to go back to school. So why not? I hate chemistry. I, I liked chemistry it. in high That's school. That's like the one class in high school that I absolutely loathed. I liked history before I liked chemistry. I like history, too, though. I, nah. I liked, like, all subjects other than fucking nah. math. Really? And I know yeah. there's a lot of math and chemistry, but it's, like, not... Like, oh my god, look at this equation and tell me the root sum of mm-hmm. buttfuck nowhere. So. Well, congratulations. Good luck with everything. Oh, thanks. Let me know how it goes. I'll I talk guess. to you in four years <laughs> when I graduate. Yeah, Make me some, you know. Anyway, uh, so our last show was uh, June 3rd, 2023. And uh, we were talking about Across the Spider-Verse and how much of a, how much of a masterpiece it was. Mm-hmm. So since then, it's like three weeks. What the hell have you been doing? Did you watch Flash or what? I did watch Flash. How many times did you watch Flash? Trash. Well, I watched it once. <laughs> Trash. It's fine. It's, ah, uh, man. I could it's not believe whatever. with a bold face, with like, I could not, this, this is when sometimes... Sometimes you just got to cut your friends off. You know what I'm saying? So Hannah with a bold face, like, she comes back from Flash. And I'm like, listen, I don't care if you liked it or not. I, I'm sure it's Andy Muschietti and you got a kick out of it somehow. But can you admit that it's one of the hideous, one of the most hideous movie that you've ever seen? And she's like, well, it's not, it's not as bad as, like, you know, the things we've been getting. And I, I, I couldn't stand for it. I it's, couldn't. I think I. I think I, I. I think I was off social media for the rest of the day after I saw that message. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> and it's not true whatsoever. The the flash is hideous. Every shot, besides like the Batcave stuff, everything else was like horrible. I don't think it looks that bad. That gotta be one of the worst looking suits in motion. Because when he's like standing still and it's like no CGI on it, it's like Far From Home, where like when he's standing still. The suit looks nice. Nobody starts moving. It's all blurry and nasty looking. That's how the Flash's suit looked. It's hideous. Just the worst. 
I don't of, think uh. that it looks any worse than some of the shit in No Way Home. Oh, that's cat. I'm sorry. This is cat. That is. This is cat. And, and cat. apart from the horrible cameos towards the end, because that is like icky uh. and weird. Because mm-hmm. it, it seems like people weren't really focusing on those. They were more focusing on like the Michael Keaton, like Batman stuff. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, this is so egregious. Da, 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 da. And I was like, well, it's not any more egregious than fucking Andrew and Toby in No Way Home. It like the camp. Wait, who said Michael Keaton was egregious? I thought we talked. Dude, we talking they've about been the... on Michael Keaton's ass ever since he was announced for this movie. Well, I know, well, I know that. But I'm talking about when the movie came out. Like it's been more so yes. like those people who died. Let's like not have them in the. Play, I've like... seen less of that and more of people oh, complaining. So your about side Batman, of Twitter is so. crazy. You're, you're and I'm like, I don't you always be tweeting like, y'all need to stop doing this. I'm like, Hannah, who is saying this mess? Who is saying this mess? <laughs> it's a mess. You need to stop. You need to stop listening to at Earth is Dunes 1999-1234. And the profile pic is like, I don't know, Bulma from Dragon Ball Z or something. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? Listen, uh, the, the movie, movie was a mess. It's it's fine to me. I, I it's like not offensive at all. In my opinion, I I had a good time. I left and I haven't thought about it since. So I feel bad good. for Andy Muschietti that he was the one that got the pile of slop that's been passed around for years and years and years and is taking the blame for uh the shit show that it is. Both but the movie or Ezra cuz he as, out, as a he, whole because he out here defending Ezra, bro. So we all sit on that. Talking about, oh, I never I never wanted them to, like, be whatever he said. You know? I think we oh, all I don't know that. anything about that. But See, yeah, we all said about that. Him and his wife. Nah, man. We Gucci over that. I don't know. I I haven't. <laughs> Been keeping up with the press tour because of it's done now. The movie, the movie does the movie financially is one of the worst superhero like accumulations of money that you've ever seen. It's like awful. Like Morbius is that was doing better. Black Adam, like what the what happened? What happened to the Flash? Uh... Hmm. What do you think? What do you what, why do you, why, why do you think it's like it was like just a disaster? Cuz it was passed around for so many years. It was never okay. like hey, we want you to direct the Flash. We want you to write and direct this movie and make this cool Flash movie for us. And then somebody went and did that. It was in production hell for so long, mm-hmm. passed around to director after director after director, mm-hmm. probably a million and one rewrites. I mean, the universe has been in shambles for fucking years, so it's like, I bet every single time that they had to reset the universe, they had to fix something in the movie. It's like... Oh, you can tell, too, like, the last, like, five minutes of the movie, it's like... Yeah. It's just a reshoot. I heard there was, like, four endings. Like, what? The Andy Muschietti got the shit on the stick. And Mm. people on Twitter are like, worst director of all time. Yeah, like, I, I don't any, know about all that. Anybody, anybody could have came in and fixed it the way that people wanted the movie to be. I did you see that this was this was released today that it would have cost them less 
to just cancel it like the way they did Batgirl. Oh yeah, I bet. which I would have. I would have. I think from what we okay, so we spent like two years talking about oh, it's one of the greatest movies of all the yeah yeah. Okay, so after seeing it, it's not like it. It's not like the movie is like resoundingly beloved. Whereas, like, okay, man, I understand why you guys were just holding this so close to the chest for so long and why you guys were treating it like it was, like, the next second of Christ or whatever. Like, I understand. The movie is, like, critically, it was like, eh, you know, it's good. And then, like, fans-wise, it's like, oh, yeah, eh. You know, as far as, like, people who went to go see it. But it was not, it's not, like, enough to, to like, to keep, to just, like, you know what I'm saying? Like just to keep all the baggage and just release it. It just wasn't enough between Ezra and DC and Warner Brothers and the new regime and the old regime. It just would have cost them less. It said like they would have lost less if they would have just canceled it than how much they're losing with the movie being so like bad at the box office right now. This is the tough conversation that that leads to though is that we were all super mad about Batgirl mm-hmm. when it got canceled because they were saying that it wasn't, you know, financially smart for them to release it, whatever. And we were all saying that it's immoral for them to have all of these people's hard work just be flushed down the drain. Which I agree. Them losing money, right? Mm-hmm. The Flash, I know Ezra Miller's attached to it, but a million and one different people worked on that movie besides them so if it was a oh we think we're going to be in financial trouble with this movie let's just toss it and they did it like Batgirl in my opinion I don't think that that's excusable just like it's not excusable for Batgirl mm-hmm because now you look because now you look extra goofy now you look now without with with, with canceling Batgirl and then keeping Flash, and the Flash just completely plummeting. Uh, now you look extra goofy because it's not like the. I mean, you can't know the future, but I feel like if you're gonna cancel one thing, and the other thing is causing this much havoc, then you already had set the precedent, and people already gave you the flack that you got for the for Batgirl. Then just cancel the other thing. But then it's like, what do you do with like Blue Beetle and Shazam and Aquaman that's coming out this year? The universe is just a, the 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 whole thing is just a disaster. Um, today we got the castings for Superman Legacy. We're gonna talk about that soon, but it's like I I would have waited a little bit for that because I thought that they were gonna reveal it at Comic Con. Yeah, so it's like now like Comic Con. Speaking of that, like Comic Con is in shambles right now. Yeah, it's the writer's strike. It's sad. Like, your first Comic-Con, Larry's first San Diego Comic-Con, and this is this is what's about to go down. Like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we what are we doing? I mean, I mean, now it was and over the weekend they were announcing that Marvel is not coming. What was it? Marvel, Paramount, uh, Netflix, HBO, yeah, a lot of people is not coming, and like it's so bad that their promotion that's that San Diego is doing, like they sent us the badges, right? And on the badge is that like that prequel 
or like sequel show oh, for, for the boys, boys. Yeah. which I'm excited for, but I'm like, man, that's how bad it is this year where it's like, this is the, this is what we can promote. We got nothing else. I think last year it was like rings of power, which was big, you know, but yeah, I was just like, man, that is a, that is a bummer. That is a is huge bummer. Amazon going? Amazon is going. Amazon is going. Obviously, that's <laughs> Amazon. Amazon is going, but it's mad. It's like it's 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 everybody. Ex- I know it's just everybody except for Prime Video and Warner Brothers. But Warner Brothers hasn't decided yet. But I feel like after today's news, I think they're. I don't think that. What do they got to go for? Uh, they did the casting already. There it is. Know. Unless you want to bring them out together and people see them they might like announce lex or something i don't know yeah and it's not even like okay it's january and we know who we want to cast bro comic con's in like three weeks (laughs) to be fair that's not a crazy uh uh precedent for these studios well for sure many actors over at marvel have said Oh yeah, I got the call two weeks before Comic Con that I'm I'm cast. Oh, I think Liu said man. it. Brie Larson said it. There's mm-hmm. like a million of one of them. I think it would have been cool to do what you did for like do what Marvel did for like uh, what's his name Mahershala. Poor oh, Mahershala. Yeah. That movie. That movie still ain't out. Anyway, um, <sighs> it's yeah. So like nobody's going. No Marvel. No big Marvel Hall H this year. Um. Last year's was last year's Hall H was really good, um, and twenty uh, nineteen's was really good, and now they're not going this year, most likely because of the strike. Um, I thought they'd like go and maybe screen the Marvels or something because of the strike. They just don't. So Leo was talking about Blue Beetle, like he was talking about Blue Beetle at some point, like screening. And like I'm at least the times that I've been at San Diego, they don't screen new movies like CinemaCon does. They 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 will show you footage, I mean, or they'll a- show you like a trailer. But it's very rare where they will actually straight up, unless it's like a, unless it's like a TV show. Uh, it's rare when they actually straight up screen a movie. In my mind, it would be different because of the writers' strike, and that they'd have to resort to something doing uh, to doing something like that if they were to go. But... And you can't keep people in Hall H that long. Mm. If your movie, if your movie's like two hours and twenty minutes, usually each studio has about an hour and a half. You you can't unless you. That's why they do TV shows because what? How many? How long is a TV show? Like forty five minutes. And I think like last like okay so last year they showed I think it was Leo watched season two like the first two episodes of like Harley Quinn season two, right. And that's uh-huh. it. And that's like that's like what fifty minutes, forty five, even. Uh, Twenty nineteen, we watched the first two episodes of Batwoman, and that was like, I mean, no, no more than an hour and a half for the whole panel. You know, it was like they screened the show and they did a panel. I don't think they would straight up shoot screen like a. I mean, you could do it now because nobody's going, <laughs> so you have like all That's that space. Yeah. Like you can do it like right now. Like if if they were if all the studios were still going, they probably they wouldn't be able to do that. But if now that nobody's going, it's like I guess if you want to like book Hall H for like four hours and then like do a movie, I mean you could do that too, you know. So I mean maybe. 
but I, I doubt it. And uh, do you really want to like Blue Beetle wise? I think you need all the box office you can get for Blue Beetle. I wouldn't what screen it for 6,000 6, people. I have no idea. Not, not a lot. Not as much as Flash. Holy. Oh, yes. <laughs> By the way, um, yes. I want to talk about this because now we're talking about like budget things. Blue um, Beetle costs $120 million. That's a fucking lot. That's actually, that's actually quite. Yo, listen, studios. If Deadpool can be made for fifty million, I mean, there's no excuse, bro. Uh, I just don't get it. It's no excuse, man. God, crazy. they gave Blue Beetle more money than Shazam. That's nuts. For what? Um, anyway, go ahead. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about this because I think it's very funny. Uh, yeah, so, please. the Idol. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Uh, so the idol had a production budget of 75 million dollars right okay so but you were asking like I have, I have no idea well no no no. <laughs> listen it had a production budget of 75 million dollars okay and that was the estimated budget before sam levinson and uh the weekend did their reshoots so well that was the, so it's probably like at least 100 million i was gonna say and the so the original director, Amy Simetz, mm-hmm. she wrote and directed uh, 80% of the show, like shot 80% of the show. Mm-hmm. And then The weekend, he's always been attached, but I think Sam Levinson was a producer on the show and The weekend was just starring in it. Um, so then The weekend was like, oh, I don't, I went to Sam Levinson and was like, oh, it's too much of a female perspective, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they fired Amy, and then Sam mm-hmm. came in. So him and Sam rewrote it and then reshot it. And I, Euphoria usually costs like a hundred million to make. Um, so I would assume that it's like a hundred million on top of the seventy-five million. And then the show came in with lower numbers than Euphoria's premiere. Like way lower numbers than Euphoria season one. It was like nine hundred and something thousand. Yeah, thousand. It, like, it was like nine sixteen, nine sixteen or something like that. It's didn't awful. even hit a million for their viewership. Awful. And I just thought it was so funny that they put so much money into this show, and Sam Levinson was talking so much shit at Cannes, saying we're gonna have the biggest show of the summer. Oh, that 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 clip is horribly clip is awful hbo yeah. loses so much money and then now <laughs> the show is originally six episodes with amy simetz i assumed that the show was going to be like eight or ten now with sam levinson because that's usually what euphoria clocks in around mm-hmm. um and i have been watching every week because i wanted to be able to talk about it and shit on it without people being like you didn't even watch it Eh, whatever so uh (laughs) where the show is right now it literally feels like you're just getting like started because nothing has happened wait so you actually you've been you've watched the whole i I watched i watched the rest of the episodes last night yeah i haven't touched that show i haven't Um, even looked at it on hbo max I haven't even opened Max since 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 the show's been out. I'm gonna be See, honest with you. I thought it was I, last night. I made the decision because of now 
they have cut their episode number down to five, meaning next week is Is the the finale. finale. I fucking howled. (laughs) When I saw that, I just, I let out one of the biggest laughters. You, you, okay, you remember Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Uh-huh. Remember that scene where, like, the one, like, Mantis is, like, doing all the secrets and shit? Remember when Drax was, like, oh, like, that's exactly what I did. I was at work, and I just, I was in a quiet room, and I just let out the most obnoxious laugh when I saw that they were, like, they did, HBO was, like, we're out of here, dude. Like, yep. this number's. Are these numbers are? Hey, do you want to be putting? Do you want to put in perspective how bad another number is though? Before we get into like the idol and like shitting on all over, all over that. Huh. So it was announced today that Secret Invasion over five days oh. is at nine hundred and ninety four thousand views. So that's even worse than the idol because that's over five days. So that means that last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, when this when it was like released, the premiere, there's probably like three hundred thousand people who watched. I watched the episode. I thought the episode was good. I, it just has nothing to do with if the episode was bad or good or not. That's just horrible. Yeah. And it was like the last show to do that bad was like Miss Marvel, and that is horrible. So. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, MCU's done. It's in shambles, obviously, because the Guardians of the Galaxy is like continuing doing so, what has been doing really well. But I was t- I was talking to Kamik earlier, and I was just like, they, you got to get out this Wednesday shit. This weekly Wednesday, 3 a.m., midnight. Oh. It's not the pandemic anymore, guys. Like, not everybody's home anymore, like it was with like WandaVision and Loki. Yeah. You got to get out. You got to like, you got to get out of that. They First need, of like, all, nine p.m. nine su- Fridays, Saturdays, Sunday, anything. Or if you're gonna do the whole, oh, it's out on Thursday. Do the whole seasons like the Bear just did, like one of the best numbers for Hulu. It's the best FX premiere on Hulu. Yeah, and it was like they didn't do. They're and not doing no weekly viewership from the first season. Although weekly does weekly does is like really good for like you know the cable. The show, you know, like streaming slash cable, like The Last of Us and stuff. Like, I would have hated if all the episodes of The Last of Us dropped because you want to yeah. build that audience. But for shows like The Bear and like over time, because of how, what kind of show, the kind of shows that they are, you're not going to build like a big, massive fan base weekly. With the shows like The Bear, like, you know, there's not nothing, a big st- overarching story like The Last of Us, you know what I mean? Or even like yeah. Succession. There's none of that. There's just like a slice of life kind of thing. We're just following this these people the at a restaurant. Also like thirty minutes an episode. Exactly. Like, exactly. You know, it's it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And I think I think that's why. The, you know, something like the bear, you can get through it in like a day or two, you know, and, you know, have a good time and talk to talk about it online and whatnot. But something like Secret Invasion, I mean, that could garner a weekly fan base, but you have to put it in the right time slot. A Wednesday is awful. Like Wednesday? Who's staying up on a Wednesday that, that doesn't, whoever doesn't have a job, they're going to stay up. Yeah. But like, who's staying up for that? Who? I mean, if you had to work your your uh, your your shift, 
how long is your shift like a day right now? Uh, 12. Like 10 to 12? Like, okay, so my days are like 12 hours, or 10 hours, sometimes 12. Bro, I'm not staying up to watch Secret Invasion. I mean, I'm just not. I'm going to watch it in the morning or something probably. But, bro, I haven't even tuned into the first episode yet. I just, I, I, I canceled Disney Plus. These shows aren't doing it for me. Like The Mandalorian, just like, yeah. was just like, it's just not doing it. They're not doing it for me right now. And there's, wait, there's like 17 apps. And like, now I got to start doing process of elimination. Like, I'm looking, I'm looking at Disney Plus. I have all these movies. Why am I here? Yeah. And I, I think I asked you a couple of months ago, is Secret Invasion the show to bring people to Disney Plus? And at least for me, it ain't. It never was gonna be. Yeah, and I heard something big happen last week. I think I saw it finally, like what happened. But it's like, I mean, man, I don't know, dude. I just, I really like the first episode. I think that yeah, that AI good. thing, like, got a lot of bad press out on it, and mm. it took over the conversation of the actual episode because the actual episode's really good. Um, and I'll be watching weekly. But I'm not going to be watching it at 3 a.m. on a Wednesday. I'm going to exactly. be watching it on my lunch break on a Thursday at 1 p.m. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's, that's literally what you said last week. You said, watch yeah. Secret Invasion <laughs> on my lunch break. You know? Yeah. And I did. Um, As you should. Period. I just, I don't, I don't know, man. I think that the shows have been, have overstayed their welcome. I, I I think we need to maybe do one a year. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, and hang it up the rest of the year. <laughs> do a summer show every year. And I think it'll be a sweet little treat. Uh, cut the movies down to two a year. Do one in the beginning of the year. And then one in the summer. And have your sweet little summer show. And then dust your hands off and say, okay, that's it. I think you I think you I think you do exactly what you say, but put the show to put the show in the fall. I don't know. I like to have Okay, so then put I do like I do like a good Marvel movie in like November ish, September. Yeah, or maybe October. So but maybe like show in the middle. But you know they like yeah, you're right, because you know they love them summer dates. I was gonna say, yeah, they they love their summer slot. Mm-hmm. And I like to have a Marvel show in the summer. I've been I've been enjoying that. Not that She Hulk last year. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> uh, I agree, man. This is this ain't good, and um, yeah, it's not good. They gotta, they gotta have to do something to to figure this all out, you know, um, because that's like a low. That's a, that's a, not a lot of people. That's just TV has just not been popping the way that it should, honestly. I feel like it depends, though. I mean, some shows have been doing good. What? The Bears, the Bears doing good? The Bear, and that's a streaming show that is going to die down within a few days. It's already dying down. Well, they all do. It's not a... I'm. T- that's what I mean, though. Like, we don't have a weekly format show or multiple... Well, according to Sam, it was supposed shows. to be the idol. I- <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be the idol. <laughs> That was supposed to be our show. Weekly format shows that are like we can count on having one, you know? Mm-hmm. Regularly, I feel like a few years ago, we could have absolutely done that. I know uh, Dead City is doing well on AMC, but once again, people are going to stop caring within like two episodes. It happens with every single Walking Dead season 
uh, that since like seven, maybe mm -hmm. people are like, oh my god, I'm so excited. And then the start of the season does really well, and then it's <laughs> because everyone's like, this show sucks. Well. Don't think it's gonna be any different for Dead City. Uh <laughs> I think TV has been fine. It's just it's just there hasn't been anything in a while. Like Succession just ended. That was a good little, you know, that was going on for a few weeks. It was doing pretty good audience wise. Doing better than the idol. But uh, you know, I think I I agree. I just think that it's because it's right now. We don't we're not really having anything. And if we do, they're really quick, like, you know, never have I ever, you know, quick little weekend. But that's what fun I, I mean, on Netflix and stuff, why and that's about it. Why do we have these shows from multiple networks that are airing weekly that are like these huge hits for them? I feel like AMC should have one, Showtime should have one. All these networks that were, you know, banging back in the day with umpteen million shows, and all of them are doing well week to week. But now it's like we're in the streaming era. And the president that's been set is you drop it all at once. People talk about it for a week and then you forget about it. I'm going to be blunt, man. I kind of like it. Yeah. I don't. I, I not, not, not like, I, of course I want to watch some good shit, you know, but I mean, I mean, like I like it in the fact that it gives me a chance to catch up a little bit. And, uh, I feel like when two things are happening all at once, it's just a lot to take in it's a lot to keep up with it's just a lot going on that's what so, i get excited about though that's what makes like the emmys fun to me or i think it's gonna be a good year for the emmys though too. this year well, yeah because that was last year and it was hbo literally everything is hbo the white lotus succession last of us yeah that's good shit like <laughs> barry that's good food. all of that's hbo listen barry ain't doing nothing we'll talk I'm just kidding. Barry got four seasons, not too much. Hannah, please don't don't start this. <laughs> anyway, Hannah, I just think you tripping. I don't know what it is, but you just need to why why you need like fourteen shows to be going up at once? It, it just feels like TV's like nah, boring. Nah, you, know, you just gotta find something good, you know. Watch that idol, girl. <laughs> what you have been, honestly, like what the hell's it's, going on? It's really bad. It's like really terrible. I. What I'm really happy about is that this did not lead to hate watches, and I saw somebody say that that's what they wanted. I don't think, I don't think they I want. Think they were hate. banking on hate watches. I think, I think they were just banking on people being curious. I think that's like hate watching is like, bro, this show is so awful, you gotta watch it. And I usually fall for that, but actually for Velma and for this, I didn't do it, which I'm actually really proud of myself for. Um, cause I usually am one of like, well, let me watch like an episode and see, but those are numbers. Those are numbers running up. I'm glad that people stood their ground for the most part. And they just was like, nah, because nobody wants to, nobody wants to watch like whatever the show was putting out as far as like the themes and the messages and the fucking, oh my God, uh, rape is so like funny. Like what the fuck are we, I saw that clip on twitter and i was like what are we doing the show like the way that it's been marketed has been like a satire of like the music industry or whatever mm -hmm. and that's why the weekend was involved <sighs> but the thing is when you watch the show 
it's literally exactly what it's trying to satirize. So it's Awful. instead like exploiting um, instead of actually commenting on mm-hmm. what what they're what the themes that they're trying to present. Uh, I think within the first 20 minutes of the first episode, that is so apparent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's is the 20 is that is that him talking? Doing like dirty talk to her or whatever. No. It's like the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. It is. It's really bad, but that's not the first episode. The first episode, oh. literally the first 20 minutes, is like a photo shoot or whatever. And you see this NMC coordinator come up to Jocelyn, who's Lily Rose's Depp, uh, Lily Rose Depp's character. And mm-hmm. she's like trying to take pictures um, during the photo shoot with her boobs out. And in the NMC coordinator is like, oh like this isn't our contract we can't do this da, 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 whatever but the thing is is that they're trying to paint jocelyn as oh but i'm empowered i should be able to do this it's my body and then make the entity coordinator look like a bad guy that but is then... so sam levinson yes that gotta be one of the most sam levinson things i've ever heard and i'm like i understand that you think that this is like, oh my god sort of feminism um but it's and you're trying to paint the oh you know I'm empowered whatever message, but it's not ringing true when it's coming from you in the fucking weekend. Like that is insane for you to look at me and tell me no she's empowered the NFC coordinator is wrong, he's a nerd, like what? And then <laughs> and then a few minutes later have Lily Rose Depp's character wake up in bed butt fucking naked and walk towards the uh the oh she had like semen on her face and shit that they do show that too but butt fuck naked walk to the window and have a cigarette just standing there naked and i'm like what why does she need to be naked you're like what you know how every single thing that he makes it's always like uh oh i'm pissed that someone said this so i'm gonna make a movie about it so i think assassination nation which i actually quite enjoy but that movie um i think a a critic said something bad about it and his response was like malcolm and marie and uh then it's like this show is all the criticisms that he gets for euphoria that's all it is it's the criticism of why did you need cat why did you need cassie's like boobs to be out in this particular moment why did you need to close in and zoom in on cassie's boobs in this moment why did you need this? Why is this guy's penis in my face? I guess this this has to be all of that pinned up into one awful script to where it's like it's empowerment. <laughs> what are you what are it's you talking crazy about? To try and claim feminism as Sam Levinson <laughs> in the weekend. It's crazy. That is oh, man. literally the most insane shit I've ever seen. And to try and like put your fist up and be like, we're feminists, girl. Shut the fuck up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sam Levison. Honestly, you need characters like Sam Levison in Hollywood. It's just because it's just like, what? You know, like, what? Dude. Okay, dude. So, yeah, the idol's awful and it's failing and it's a disaster and Warner Brothers is like out of here. And, um, yeah. Sometimes when you're so... When... <sighs> Sometimes I don't feel bad for 
certain studios and stuff when things like this happen because before the show came out there was all these articles about like yo this is like the conditions on set mm-hmm. are like you know a disaster and tumultuous is nasty people were uncomfortable and warner brothers i just i couldn't fathom them saying that that girl will tarnish our image but then releasing the idol you know what I mean? That just doesn't even make any sense to me. It doesn't make sense that you decided to completely take take the tax the tax write off for a movie because of it's gonna tarnish your brand, but the idol is like what you're standing next to. Ezra Miller is who you're standing next to. You cannot say our brand is sacred, but then do shit like that. So when things like the Flash completely bombs. And when things like the idol has to get canceled because you couldn't even crack a million, like some of that is kind of like, well, I mean, that's what you get. That's you got to lay in your, you got, you made the bed. Now you got to lay in it. And it's like, yeah, I mean, oof. I, 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 I can't imagine a world where, I mean, the flash, if the flash was extremely successful, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be like, ah, oh, man, it's successful. But the idol, this one feels good. This one, and you know this what? one feels warranted. It does, and you know what? I I just realized this. For them, it's probably easy to just toss Batgirl away because it's directed by two men of color. It's led mm-hmm. by a woman of color. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, absolutely it, right. It's not just white people in suits. Uh, mm-hmm. You're absolutely <laughs> who right. they yeah. deem important uh, that they can excuse whatever the fuck they've done and excuse the uh, piles of money that they've thrown into it and how much they're going to lose. But when it's Batgirl and it's backed by people of color, uh, women, mm-hmm. uh, they're like, oh, no one's going to care. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. So that's why when stuff like this happens, it's like a sweet little, it's like a sweet victory. It's a sweet, like, okay. They didn't cancel. They, you know, we all hate watched. We all hate watched Velma. And they're going to continue Velma. But stuff like this. And Velma is like, I haven't seen it. I haven't really watched any reviews. But I don't know. I don't think Velma had anything like this. Like, you know, like what was going on in no, the idol. Vel- here's the thing with Velma. Heard it was awful. You watched that too? I heard, I heard it was awful. I didn't watch it. Okay. I heard it was awful. <laughs> but the thing is, is that people want to find reason. Like, Velma could have been great, right? Mm-hmm. And people still would have had the same complaints that they did because it's a woman of color. Mindy Kaling. They, they, they wanted a reason to hate the show. So mm. when the show wasn't, you know, the best thing they've ever seen, it's, oh my god, it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life, da 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 because it's Mindy Kaling. Uh, it's just their scapegoat for misogyny and racism. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with Velma. It's, I... It's hard for me to compare it to the idol. I don't think that's anything like the idol. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. I'm just talking about as if, because I did hear there was about this. There was some offensive things in Velma. Yeah, and that's what I mean, like stuff like that, where it's like people hear about how bad and offensive something is, and then you go and watch it. Some, so you know that you know. So I'm just, I think that it's good to have less of these shows. And all, and there's people out there who are like. 
oh, you know, we're this is we're harming creativity when we do things like, bro, that ain't creativity. Okay, titties is not creativity, my guy. Like, it's not. I don't know. It's 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 it ain't. I hate having to take this stance because it makes me look like a prude, and I'm not because there's. Shame is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like I fucking love Shame. Uh, mm-hmm. There's so many movies that I've seen that are super, uh, super provocative, and you know they are. Um, they walk that line of being offensive. Uh, I I love that kind of shit. But there's stuff like The Idol that thinks that it's you know something <laughs> like Shame, but in reality it has nothing to say. It's kind no. of vanilla at the end of the day, because kind of fucking boring. There's not, there's really nothing in the idol that's like, it's gross, but it's not provocative gross. It's like it's nothing too crazy, really. Mm-hmm. It's vanilla. Um, it's just there's no substance behind it, and it thinks that it's so edgy and crazy, um, and offensive when it's really not, and that's what frustrates me that's because the I'm like issue. you have yeah. all of this hubble blue for fucking what mm-hmm. nothing sure. there's no substance mm-hmm. so yeah. it's just you know trash lily rose step the being naked for the sake of it um the weekend degrading this female character and us now supposedly doubting jocelyn and making her a villain of some sort is um, that what's happening oh yeah oh. last episode yeah Oh, man. Uh, I turn it off, man. Yeah, I just it does. It doesn't sit right with me. No, of I course. Don't... I just realized what you just said. Of course he, of course he would do that. Now she's like the villain. Oh yeah. man, of course. That does not. None of this that you've said about the idol is like. <laughs> wow, are you kidding? <laughs> it's like, of course. Yeah. Like this guy's mad. Whatever, dude. All right, so let's 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 get out of here. Let's let's. I I can't do this anymore. (laughs) My head, my head hurts. I I I can't do this anymore. All right, let's uh let's talk about something else. Okay, so yeah, today big casting, big news, Variety, Deadline, Hollywood Reporter, David Corden Sweat and Rachel Brosnahan is our new Superman and Lois for Superman Legacy, directed by James Gunn of the DCU. Mm-hmm. So listen, I I saw the writing on the wall for David, like you know, recently. I everyone kind of figured, okay, this that's gonna be Superman. So then it was like, okay, so who's Lois? And yesterday, the big thing was, okay, they have screen tested three couples, and David Cornsweet's screen test, according to reports, was Emma Mackey. And I'm gonna be honest. I do not like that casting at all. I don't. Either. I just. I think everyone that they that I, been running for Lois has been boring. Yeah, I did not like the except for Rachel. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so I did not like. I like Rachel Brosnan, but I'm not. I, I I I did not like that casting at all. So I was like, you know, I'm happy about David because I saw Pearl, and we all had like a hero hour discussion, and we were talking about You know, we were talking about Superman Legacy and who they cast. And I think Mando like brought it up first, and then and then like we all kind of jumped on it. And she was like, you know, I like the guy from Hall. Is a show called Hollywood that was like Ryan, um, Ryan a politician. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, and she's like, 
and the guy from Pearl. And I was like, oh, I have to actually really see that. And I was like, oh, man, yeah, the guy from Pearl, I think he had like the curly hair look thing in that movie. I think he could pull it off. And then we saw it. They were looking at him. And I was like, that's honestly crazy. And he, you know, throughout the weeks, it was like, okay, it's looking like he's going to be Superman. But then now it was all like lowest. The lowest thing was kind of like, we don't know who's going to be lowest. Um, I saw Rachel Brosnahan. And for some reason, I was just like, I really like that choice for some reason. It's not like a groundbreaking choice, but I really like that choice. And I just think it's a quirky, different kind of look on Lois Lane. Um, I think she has so much charisma. I like Emma Mackey and things, but Lois Lane, I was like, mm, no. nah. Um, so I, I like this pairing. Emma. Yeah, um, I like this pairing like, a lot. Yeah, yeah, I see Rachel when I see Emma. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought I got it mixed around. No, 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 yeah. I like this pairing a lot, and I cannot wait. It, it's got me more excited for the movie. Um, the DCU, EU, whatever's in shambles. He refuses to reboot the damn thing. I just just let it go, dude. I know Peacemaker is great. I know Harley's great. I know Momoa's fun. Let it go, dude, because it's not going to make any sense. Nobody watched The Flash to know that you resetted the universe anyway. So that's just really silly. So uh, let it go, dude. But other than that, I think this casting is great, and I am excited about it. What do you think? Yeah, um, I... I haven't seen David in a lot. I've only really seen him in Pearl. Um, yes, which is a classic. Hold up. I think I think he, <laughs> I think he's probably the best performance in the movie. Uh, oh, I can't stand his little jazz. She does these little jazz, and she <laughs> she expects you to just like move on after you, after she does the jazz. Go ahead, go ahead. God damn. He's the best performance in that movie, and I really like him in that movie. End of story. Uh, <sighs> but. I was rooting for my guy Nicholas Holt because he's my guy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not too big of a loss, I will say, because I'm going to continue getting him in the silly little roles that he takes um, all the time. That's why when you like, when you, when you like, okay, when you tout Nicholas Holt, I'm like all the roles that he said. Why do you want him to be like a vanilla Superman? I just I I, I would want him, him to be like a quirky. Not that I like see. You just want him with Superman. <laughs> I just I want a win for him, and I feel like he has just been continued to be knocked down and knocked down, and I'm like, that's my guy, dude, and he just can't get a win, and I just I wanted him to get this so bad. The Batman, um, like Batman idea. Like the Batman idea is interesting, but Superman, I'm like, no, dude, I don't, I don't see you want Nicholas Holt to be like, hey, I'm Clark Kent. No, <laughs> dude, no, he needs to be like weird and off. And he's gonna be in Nosferatu, which I'm really excited about. Sure, um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Give him like I don't know. Somebody I said need, Flash. I was like, okay, I something need else to get him back on his phone. Um, anyway, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, like you have him think you have him in things like Warm Bodies, The Favorite, The Great. He's wasn't he just in uh, Renfield? And you Renfield. want him to be like, I am Superman. I am going to save the planet. That's, that's not what Why he not? wants. No, dude, <laughs> that's not. Everybody has a calling card, and he's not meant to be a stone 
vanilla. Like the menu, even in the menu, he's just a quirky weirdo who loves like cooking but can't cook. Oh, it was great. It was just great. His character <laughs> couldn't cook for shit, but like he knows all this. Whatever. I'm a. I know like the, the 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 islands of the earth and whatever he was saying in the menu. But he couldn't. He couldn't make like a, a thing of pasta. It was. It was hilarious. So like that's what I want Nicholas Holt to do. I know it's another loss for the guy, but stop. The agent is like the agent. This agent he has is bold. She's like, we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you. (laughs) She's like, he or she is like, we're gonna get you something, dude. I don't know what it is, but we're gonna try to get you something. (laughs) And they tried with Batman, it didn't work. And they tried with Superman, and it didn't work. He should be on like the same career path as Robert Pattinson to me, and that's why it's like it's frustrating that it's just loss after loss when in reality it's not that big of a blow to his career or anything because he stayed one thing about nicholas holt he keeps a job um so (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah i I just i wanted it sorry (laughs) i think he'd make a great like weird alteration version of like peter parker i don't know if or something like that you, got, you guys can go back to shows back in the day before Robert Pattinson was announced as Batman when we knew it was just between him and Rob. I was on Team Nick. Shoot me, but I was. Mm. And I was on the name that shall not be shall not be like shall not be mentioned. Oh, the I like that. that eats yeah, dude. I was all in for that. <laughs> I I liked that casting because I saw it and then the motherfucker was trying to nothing let me just go ahead yeah um auditioning for a different movie (laughs) but yeah i was on team nick for batman so i i have been in his corner for a long time sorry uh but david i'm sure david is gonna be great i'm happy for him my real beef comes down to lois i i knew that james gunn was gonna go cookie cutter for superman I figured oh, that this dude, was what, what he, was going to happen. I hate to cut you off, but that just reminded me of something. Oh, I really do feel like his DCU is going to be the most vanilla ass people to play. I think. I think you know how we just had like a a, a Latina Supergirl. His Supergirl is going to be blonde. I feel it. I just feel it in my it, bones. Aquaman's going to be like, "Hey, I'm Aquaman." I, he's not going to yeah. be Samoan. Uh yeah, yeah, dude. And <laughs> I figured. That that was going to happen for Superman. Mm-hmm. But with me being a fan of James Gunn, I, I have my beef with him. I know. I am constantly on his ass. But I am a fan of James Gunn. He Same. is usually on the side of the quirkier stuff. So I thought that Lois was going to be a quirkier casting. And I was really excited about that because I don't think that we've gotten a Lois that's exciting ever. So I'm sorry to Amy Adams. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I agree. I'm but sorry. I I really just I the same thing happens with MJ a lot of the time. Um, I think Gwen Stacy is the most exciting Spider-Man love interest that we've had, and that's because Emma Stone isn't like what you think of when you think of Gwen Stacy. I think that that's an out-of-the-box pick for Gwen Stacy, and she was fucking amazing. And it's the best romance that we've had in any Spider-Man movie. And Andrew Garfield is like, you know, cookie cutter Peter Parker for the most part, other than being a little too sexy. But, you know. Say not too much. Um, <laughs> not too much. <laughs> uh, so I I thought that we were going to get something like that. And once we saw the picks for Lois, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. 
these are boring. <laughs> I I like all of these people, but it's nobody that I'm like, wow, this is going to be like a really different Lois. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a really different dynamic to Clark and, Clark and Lois. And this is the same thing that I've been talking about for years now. It's Fantastic Four. Um, I just, I want something that's different. I want a casting that's going to make me go, whoa, that's, you know, Bro, that's exciting. That and is I, why I, I know. I understand that, you know, we are in a weird place with the DCU right now and mm-hmm. that they want to make everybody happy. And those picks aren't necessarily going to make a lot of people happy when they're announced. But if that payoff is something like Robert Pattinson and the Batman, it's so worth it to have these people upset for a few months. I'm sorry. I I um I agree. And that was one of the things that going into this new regime, I said, listen, we can shit on the old Warner Brothers regime all we want as far as like their decision making. But one thing you cannot shit on them by is their casting regarding going outside of the box. Dude, they're, I think their best casting to date, and it sucks because you only have one movie to kind of go off of, and they waited too long to... I know the Aquaman movies take a long time to make because of the underwater stuff, but I think their best casting was Jason Momoa going completely off of... like. They they just they 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 could have went like I think you need castings that change the the trajectory of all the the all the media that the character is represented in. So what happened with Jason Momoa is that after they casted him, after that they were putting Samoan tattoos on every Aquaman that came after him. They were even if they were white, they were trying to make it look more tribal and you know changing it up a little bit. I remember in Justice 2, this Aquaman is like, he has all this tribalist tattoos and he's like a white man. And I'm like, dude, what is this? So I think that is what, that's good. I think the casting's like Margot Robbie, after Margot Robbie and the style that, that they, that they um, you know, decided for Suicide Squad with the blue and pink hair. Every Harley Quinn right now has the blue and pink hair. That's what I mean. Like you change the trajectory of the character in media going forward with your casting. Mm-hmm. And I think Warner Brothers, they old regime or new, I say, I say old regime, they have done a great job as far as going outside of the box with their casting. We have Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. We were about to have a we were about to have a Latina Batgirl. Like we had we just had a Latina Supergirl. We you know it's just like it's different stuff like that that I really like they did i'm not talking about marvel when they do like oh we'll do like the c-list characters just like different races and stuff like that but the main ones is like you know what's what you're gonna what you see in the comics what you're gonna get in the casting and i do think that this new dcu is gonna be i think it's gonna be exactly what you just said as far as like just straight up people it's just, it's just, it's just, yeah, I want some flavor. I agree with you. And the thing is, is that's what we've known James Gunn to do, I guess. Gamora, yeah, like, I agree, like he, yeah. He goes for those, like, quirkier characters. He loves, like, those C-list comic book characters, and he's, he's the guy for these kind of movies, like Guardians and the Suicide Squad. And I just, I, I thought that that would reflect in the Superman movie. And uh, that's what kind of made me excited for the Superman movie. But 
it's just it's not giving me any sort of buzz i guess so you're saying as if so you're talking about when he when he does his when he does his uh you're talking about like as far as are you talking about as far as castings i do think it's a little different when you're talking about I'm not talking about characters. I'm just talking about casting. Yeah, because I mean, I'm like, like he's still doing he, those quirky characters, like the authority. Yeah, that's what, the hell what I are we mean. Doing? Like yeah. he's he's drawn to those quirkier stories, characters, you know, gangs, whatever. Um, so that's what I and you know the castings of who the fuck thought Chris Pratt would be Chris Pratt, Dave time. Bautista, you know, like I, yeah. Bradley Cooper. What the hell are we doing? Yeah, I just I don't know. It, it's it doesn't like. When these were announced today, I wasn't like, oh, my God. It was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Oh, oh, is there anyone besides, think of this whole, just let it go. But is there anyone who honestly, if they announced a name where you'd be like, oh, my God. I, I don't know. That's the thing. It's like, I, that's what I want is for these names to be announced and we'd be like, oh, my God, I never would have thought of that. You know, I, th- I think what I think the issue here is is that with Superman right now, uh, you're in a re you're in a rehabilitation phase. That's what and I, I don't do. I, I don't I know yeah we're in a bad place. But I don't think you can experiment. I think with something like Batman, you can because ba- it's Batman and Batman hasn't been completely tarnished to where like the audience is like I ain't going, dude. But like Superman is at that point right now, and I think that's probably why they had they like I don't think you can afford to be experimental with a superman that's what i mean by yes if you did that people are gonna be mad for a few months they were mad until literally the week of the release of uh, the batman um but it's like when you get a payoff if you can get a payoff like rr pattinson it's so worth it and i'd rather have you know those few months of people being like and then go to the theater and be like oh my god wow this lois lane is literally blows my mind she's amazing right instead of being like yeah it's lois lane so i think that casting i think the casting robert pattinson did lead some casuals away but because the trailers and the movie looks so good and it's batman to where i think it just didn't really matter, you know? But I think with, I just think with Superman, you just, you cannot, especially if that's your first DCU movie, you can't afford to go the route of let's do something really, really, really drastically different because you have to rehab the character. Because if, if, if your Superman doesn't work, then your universe does not work. If your Superman does not work, it's just, it's not going to work. Like nothing is gonna work, and for these small movies to do big, your first movie has to do bigger. But you also need to reboot, so I don't know what they're doing. And and Blue Beetle's a character, and uh, I don't know what's happening. But also, you do have to ask that question of, I know I feel like this, and I'm probably not the only person who feels like this. I know a lot of people are excited about it right now, but. I do think that superhero movies as a whole is in a weird place right now and that something like a Guardians was what had people seated and ready to be excited about these movies again. And 
I don't know if a sewer man that is, you know, no big names attached. Neither of them are big names. It's not important, really. But, I mean, when you're really banking on this being a success, kind of important. Robert Pattinson is a big name. You know? Um, Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know if that is working against, you know, it could go both ways. If you went with the quirkier castings, um, it could work against the movie. I think with these being so safe and being so no name, it could also work against it. Yes. And I think, um, I think, well, I, I do think with Guardians, it's a little different. They've established, you know, if they were, if they release brand well, new, if, if they release like established character. It's not Hannah. Like- I know. I'm not. I'm not talking about the character of Superman. Has been in shambles for like ten. I know years. it has, but I'm saying like Superman isn't. All I'm saying is that like, if they if they release character, or if they, I'm not talking about unknown. I'm talking about like you have the Guardians has been around for twenty since 2014. They were in one of the biggest movies of all, the, the biggest like the second biggest yeah, movie know, of I'm all not time. To compare Guardians to. But yeah, what I'm what I'm saying is that like, if they release Guardians the first one right now, brand new, I'm not saying new that, characters. Though. I don't think it, I I think it would be I think because guard because like the the things that are working right now as far as box office goes and whatnot, and we don't know where we're gonna be at in two years. That's when Superman comes out. But the thing that's work the thing that's working now is the established characters that that you've had that people are are fans of and that's not superman right now that is the guardians and that was spider-verse and it's not going to be ant-man it's not going to be the authority it's not going to be swamp thing it's not going to be shang chi it's not going to be any it's not going to be any of these people yet because they're just they the audience right now needs a break i think they just need a break right now from 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 marvel dc um, I don't even think they should have announced the uh, casting today. I think they should have waited until they were a little bit away from the Flash because the the closest stench to DC right now is like the Flash being so so did not you know not connecting with the audience at all. So I don't know what I don't know what you do. I don't know. I think that it's a weird situation all around. I I just know that me saying all this stuff isn't if I feel like this, there's more people who feel like this. That's it. So we didn't get any chance to talk about the bear, but we have to wrap it up because <laughs> it's good. Know. It's really good. Uh we can we can we can set up some time this weekend or something to discuss the bear season two because we had all this news talking about a series for another hour and it's a weeknight we don't really you do the live show on the weeknights but i do want to take questions though so there is a question i have a few too yeah so there is some questions on skype so we'll get through those uh this person this person here says oh god Come on, Skype. I pay like $7 a month. I need you to work, dude. Okay. This person here says, is it safe to think that the Marvels could be in the same situations as the current movies that have been doing well 
at the box office, even though the first one did so well. Do you think movies like the Marvels and Aquaman that did well in their first outing will do the same kind of box office with how everything has been lately? Um, as far, as far as us, yeah, I don't think I don't think the Mar. There's I don't no think the trail that would support that as of now. I mean, like. Multiverse Madness did great. I mean, you could say Shazam, but also Sh- the first Shazam didn't do great as box office, so I don't think that Shazam 2 is ever going to be a huge box office hit. Um, but something like uh, Doctor Strange 2 did great. Uh, Guardians 3 did great. All the sequels that have been coming out recently have done very well. Um, I mean, and that's for movies that didn't do half as well as the first Captain Marvel. And I think that the Marvels is going to fall into the same thing of a lot of men are going to be mad about it and they're going to want to go hate watch it at the theater and um, want to make their little silly YouTube videos about it and be like, Bill Larson, um, <laughs> and it's going to make a billion dollars. Like, oh, I don't think it's going to make a billion dollars. I don't think it's going to make a billion dollars. But, yeah. you know, it's it's going to end up somewhere around there because that's just how it is with these movies and i think that there's a really big audience that's rooting for this movie uh so yeah i think that the marvel is gonna do well i think i think they're both gonna do okay i think because aquaman the first aquaman was good not not good as far as like box office i liked it but you know it's 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 aquaman's kind of a different story though because aquaman was in that really great spot when it released define great spot because it went up against two big movies well it was the like superhero movie that week (laughs) it was i don't know if bumblebee or mary poppins was ever gonna do great numbers even without aquaman crushing them so i think aquaman was in a really great spot for christmas um, I think, well, I think because, especially with the um, Return of the Beast, is that what it's called? Rise of the Rise, Rise of the Beast like, yeah. numbers. I don't think Bumblebee would have ever done great, even despite Aquaman. I think Bumblebee would have at least made it to like in the forties, like Rise of the Beast. Bumblebee was like twenty three, and I mean that that is that is low, like low, 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 low. Mary Poppins, I think Mary Poppins was like in the sixties or fifties, something like that. So I think Aquaman, I think Aquaman will. I mean, because it's coming out in the same time as the as the first one did. I think obviously, I think it will do better than the Flash. Oh um, yeah, it's still it's still hard to it's still hard to know. I think it'll do better. I think it has a chance to do better than Quantumania because Quantumania barely broke like four hundred million as well. So um, I think it'll do better than those. I don't think it'll do better than Guardians three um and yeah i think it i think aquaman will do okay the marvels i think the marvels will probably do around what the big movies last year like the bigger movies last year did which was like around 700 800 maybe maybe even like 600 depending on what the if the movie's good or not people like it and stuff um but yeah, I think I think I think that I think the Marvels will do that. That billion dollars, I mean, man, that first one, I think that that's that that MCU run from like 2018 to 19 
was like just nuts Mm -hmm. just nuts just like and i think it was one of the smartest things for captain marvel for them to put her logo at the end of like the third biggest movie yeah avengers infinity war the third biggest because like now you're like okay she's the one coming to save everybody supposedly in endgame what is she all about you know and uh, I think I think that's why that's one of the re- I'm not saying that's why I think that's one of the reasons why it did so big and there's not really anything leading up to that you know coming from like going into the Marvels I mean and Miss Marvel didn't do well last year when it was out as far as like people watching it you know it's like right up there with Secret Invasion so I don't think that's really bringing a lot of people in as far as like oh it's it's Miss Marvel um, I do it. I do think it helps to have um, Tiana Paris, you know, being carried over from WandaVision because that was such a big show. Um, so I think it's I think it's going to do probably what Guardians 3 and um, Door, Love and Thunder does and stuff. If it's better than Door, Love and Thunder, definitely a lot more. So I, I think, think it's going to do around that. The thing that's really working against both of these movies is the time frame that it's I agree. since their first ones. I, I agree because the Marvels was like, that's like four years. Um, and then Aquaman is five. Spider-Verse did like do really well, like way, way above expectations. But the thing though is that Captain Marvel and Aquaman did great out of mm-hmm. the gate. Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. I don't want to knock Spider-Verse. It was but a growth, though. It wasn't a huge box office hit. No. It wasn't. It was, you know, a large cult following to that movie over time. Yeah, I think and, it was the growth of that movie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think that that was what, uh, that's why that we got, uh, that's why we got these numbers for Spider-Verse 2, is because of just the amount of people that heard that that movie was really good, because I don't... The marketing for that movie, and went looking back at it, I think the marketing's really great. I just don't think it, it ever like reached people. And which with, with Spider Verse? Yeah, Spider Verse. I agree. I agree with you. I don't think that ever reached people. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of people didn't go see it, but the people that did see it talked so highly about it. That and I think just, that yeah. the end of the box yeah. office run is when people really started to get that word of mouth and people started showing up. But obviously, mm-hmm. a box office run has to end at some point, mm-hmm. and. I, it's not great numbers, um, but it was enough for a sequel, obviously, and uh, a trilogy, actually. And they won that Oscar, for a trilogy, too. And they won that Oscar. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's over time, and that word of mouth has just been so fucking mm-hmm. phenomenal for five years now that mm-hmm. people are going to show up to this movie regardless. And I think that the marketing has been so like adamant on you guys are going to see this movie uh, <laughs> uh, this time around. And it definitely reached people. So, yeah, I think that's completely different stories. But with Captain Marvel and Aquaman, uh, both, like, middling reviews on them. Uh, They Mm -hmm. both reached a billion dollars, obviously. Um, But it's not like those movies have, like, huge fan bases. Um, So, you know. Yeah, I agree. I think um, Spider-Verse, it was, like, when it came out, I mean, you just had people it went a year with Infinity War and uh, Black Panther. You had people calling it like the best superhero movie of that year when it came out. And I agree with you. I think it was more so of a thing like, okay, the word of mouth has like, I don't think I've ever seen better word for mouth for a movie 
the word of mouth was just like this is like the one of the best movies. I, I even heard like their their Netflix numbers when they finally got put on Netflix was like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, they won the Oscar. It's just like over time. That song again, I say it all the time. That song has like two billion views on YouTube. Um, you know, Sunflower. And I just think over time it it was like that that's but that box office was more so a story of like how much it grown in five years. That's like an organic hit to me. Yes, exactly. That's a great that's a great a great phrase. I I exactly organic hit. Um just really, really, really incredible the way the way that worked out, you know? Really, really incredible. Um, I can't think of a superhero movie that deserves it more either, truly. I agree, because across the... Although, although, listen, that animator shit this weekend? Yeah, that was... Bro, and I actually wanted to talk about this too, but that is crazy, man. Mm-hmm. A hundred... I think it was like a hundred animators left the project or something like... No, they left Beyond the Spider-Verse, I believe. Um, and... Uh, they were just they, they did production yeah. at the same time. Yeah, that's just getting that's just getting delayed. Yeah, bad. That is not making March. <laughs> no, that is getting delayed. I'm talking about delayed. Um, I think it's gonna go to. I think they're gonna delay it to like 26, 25, 26. Probably. Which, the way it ended, I mean, Spider Verse didn't have this big cliffhanger ending like the first one, but uh, this one did. And I think um, it worked so well because the next movie was coming out so soon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's going to be tough, a tough battle. And like, I mean, because now you have to hold on. Have you you watched the? No, you said you didn't. You said you said you didn't watch The Walking Dead. Like towards like season mm-hmm. eight and eight and nine. Well, anyway, when they did that whole, who did Negan kill? You know, I do know about all that. Though. Okay, so imagine not taking five years, like yeah. <laughs> after, like you know, he slays, smacks somebody's head, and the blood trickling, and everyone screaming in horror. Up oh, five years, you know that the second the the second season or whenever they returned, it was like a couple of months, and I think with with endings like Spider Verse and whatever and Infinity War, I think yeah, next year or like the next two years. Um, they're talking about how they haven't even like what did Haley Steinfeld Haley say? Haley Steinfeld said she hasn't recorded a lick of. Yeah, dude, <laughs> we ain't getting this to like twenty five, twenty six, and um, that's tough. That's you're gonna have to. We're gonna have to live with that ending for like four years, and um, yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, it's bad. This is bad, and <laughs> <laughs> these um these reports were talking about. These reports were so terrible because, like, yeah. they were talking about the working conditions, and this happens all the time when it comes to like VFX and animators, and even like video games. But like, you know, you saw those reports for The Last of Us Part Two um, before that came out, and crunch time, and all this stuff. And I look at okay, so I look at The Last of Us Part Two and like crunch time, and like when the game came out on like PS4 still, so PS4, I was like man at least those people's work paid off because this movie is gorgeous like, i mean this game is gorgeous like the on the ps4 it's just one of the best looking games like ever it looks great it feels great it's so smooth animation wise uh then spider-verse comes out it's gorgeous 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 beautiful gowns beautiful gowns but then i'm like 
why did you make them do two versions of a sea of scenes? Like, why did you? A lot of people don't realize that Spider Verse they they developed that animation over eleven years. It was it's crazy, and, and I'm watching this Gwen Stacy scene, and I love this scene. It's all great, but the it was like there was times in the movie where I'm like, dude, I got it. This movie is gorgeous. These animators are great. I don't think I don't think you could have cut some of that down, dude. Like you could have eased the workload because some of these shots, I was like, how do they do that? The shot when they when Miguel and um, Spider Woman, uh, Issa Rae's Spider Woman, mm-hmm. when they're going through the portal, just look at like the behind them. There's so much stuff going on, and it's gorgeous. But I'm like, that's. I think I don't think that's needed. I think all of. The, I think the reason why people are connected to these movies is because they're good, and because the storytelling is so good. The movies are beautiful, but I don't think that you needed to overwork animators to do all of that. I don't think that, I don't think you needed 25 versions of the movies in theaters. I don't think you needed Gwen Stacy's landscape to fucking change every like cut because that's all that stuff is just extra work for the animators. I don't think you needed all of that. All the fluff that was inside the, the animations of the movie as far as like these backgrounds and these like flickering and shit, you didn't need to have uh, Spider Punk switching like switching animations twenty five times and the frame rate goes here and there. You just didn't you didn't need all of that. It was cool, but you didn't need it. And I think that's why these animators were so overworked because of all this stuff that they just padded on as far as animation wise. I don't know. I'm just I just think. I mean, we got to treat these people better. They are humans. They were talking about like 70-something hour weeks. Yeah. What are we doing, dude? It's not that serious. It's not that that serious, man. It's just like, it's not. So I hope for Beyond, they tone back some of that stuff and let people just make their scenes. Well, production on that has, it's done. They made these movies at the same time. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. That is. Too I, much. I know that there's probably like more stuff to do, but as far as I know, that they were making the movies at the same. Why time. do you think half the Avengers they like ended their contracts after Endgame because you're like, bro, I ain't doing this no more. Like this, like these back to back, these like you know, let's we're gonna film this and then in two months we're gonna film. No, dude, that's tiresome. That is tiresome, and that's too much, and you don't need to do it. That's all I'm saying. You don't need to do it. You just don't need to do it. I I think I Spider Verse is great and I love it. It's my favorite movie of the year. But I'm just like there was stuff in there. I'm like, all right, you know, I got it. It's cute. But, <laughs> you know, let's let's calm this down a little. Let's calm this down a bit. So that fucking that chase sequence. Oh yeah, that's they said it took them. That. It took them how many years to do it? Oh, dude. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just think that's a little. I just think some of this is excessive and. uh yeah, I'm just gonna keep it at that. I think some of this can, is a little excessive, and we gotta calm down here, dude. So, what are the questions that you got? Because we, we do gotta get out of here. Okay. Uh, let me look. So, all right, opinions on Sid Carmi. 
listen, you started talking about it like when we, when I was watching the bear, mm-hmm. and I was like, dude, I don't see it, man. And uh, I actually wanted her with with the other with the other dude, Marcus. Yeah. And, I, and and I was team Sydney Marcus the first season, and they they have a moment in the show mm-hmm. where he asks her out, and she's like weird about it, and she like treats him weirdly the rest of the show. She don't like that man. She don't like that <laughs> man. And it's, it's it's it was tough to watch. I was like, my boy, he just yeah. got curved. I think I think Marcus has a better ship with Redacted <laughs> this season. Redacted. Cool. Uh the uh the guy he shares episode four with. Marcus? <laughs> yeah. Hannah, uh, this is my problem with y'all, man. <laughs> what you mean? Uh, joke, the, joke, joke, I promise. Listen, the cameos, speaking of that, the cameos in this show this season were phenomenal. Oh my god, so good! Everyone phenomenal. was under a game. But as far as shipping, um, I do think they're doing a great job as leading up to it because they they. There's it's a moment obvious now. Yeah, there's a moment where he's like freak. Uh, Carmi is like freaking out and he's going nuts, and he he like envisions um sydney and then he calms down and i said okay dude i don't know man (laughs) it's it's that and then uh i don't know if you notice this or not but every time um we're in a scene with carmy and claire it's Mm -hmm. always a cut back to sydney and i was like those cuts back to sydney are loud Um, why? I, why? Why? Why did the streets not like uh, Claire so much, man? She's Claire cool. got ate up this like on Twitter she's this weekend. Like the embodiment of men trying to write a quirky girl. Hannah, like, you saw I, that TikTok. That you I know. That. I'm so serious. Nah. Dwayne, when he, when <laughs> they're in the store and she's like, "Cause you're the bear, girl." Cause you're the bear, and I fucking remember you. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was cringing so bad. I couldn't do it. And every time that they're like Claire Bear, Claire Bear, I couldn't. I no. Oh, but like when they're telling you that she's like the greatest and whatever. Yes. And um. Oh, I'm. I love you, Molly yeah. Gordon. It's nothing to do with Molly Gordon. I love Molly Gordon, but it is very much. I'm not like other girls. <laughs> and <laughs> I I don't think that romance works on the bear unless it's fucked up and chaotic. Um and their romance is very much not that and it's very vanilla and I'm like I understand that's where <laughs> we wanted to go with Carmi because he does have that moment at the end of the season and I think it's a good arc. But I'm like we could we have like gave Claire a personality. <laughs> <laughs> might as well talk about it i guess we're like in the middle of it i am tired but i do want to talk about the bear um and this weekend we got like die with destiny and all this yada 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 so, so the bear hannah stop i'm tired and you know this like you know it you know i'm tired you know i got work in like two hours and i don't understand <laughs> anywho um so I think it's listen spoilers for the bear dude. I I, I can't like do this like ring ring around the rosy and all that stuff. Uh, spo- spoilers for the bear if you haven't seen season two. 
I highly recommend it. So my main issue with season two, before we get into the good stuff, because you told me to like, just hang on, Dwayne, just give it some time. And just, you, you're going to get there. That's what you were telling me over the weekend. I was like, yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> um, so my issue was that they toned things down with the show. And I don't know if it was comments about, man, I can't hear anything. Everyone's screaming in the show, what's happening. But I think that's what made the show so great in that first season. I think their best stuff. I mean, what are the episodes that everyone's going crazy over? Like the finale and the family dinner. Why? Because they're nuts. Yeah. And shit's going down and things are slamming and everyone's like, it reminds me. All the characters are together. Exactly. And it reminds me of Uncut Gems. And it's so good. It reminds me. It makes me feel like these people do not have scripts. And they're just people. Like, that's how I felt in Uncut Gems. They're just, like, yelling and talking. And um, that's how I felt with the with the first season of The Bear. I was so just surprised with the way they did all that. And this season, they were going way more stylistic for me, too. There was way too much aerial shots. I don't want a fucking aerial shots, all right? I want, like, <laughs> gringy on the ground Chicago. That's what I want. Like, Shameless did that so well as far as, like, yeah. making... They were in Chicago, right? Making Chicago. Shameless filmed their exteriors in actual Chicago, but the inside of the house was like a soundstage. Yeah, but I mean, like, the show is supposed to be set in, like, Chi-Town. Yeah. I want to feel like that. I don't want no cutesy little aerial shots (laughs) and look at the skyline and, yeah, there's some Nolan shit. Nah, dude. I want, like, I want to see a rat. On the floor, I want to see like food on the floor. I want to see gringy, nasty alleyways. Like I want like Chicago Gotham when I watch the bear. <laughs> you know, I don't want I don't want none of that cutesy stuff. So they were getting a little too cutesy in the beginning of the show for me, and nobody was arguing. And my favorite like at my favorite like my favorite like scene of the first episode is like when they're all going through like the budgets and shit. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. good. It's so good. It's, it's just when they're together. Yeah, I don't like that right. everyone is so separated this season. That's my biggest issue with the season is one, the Carmen romance, and then um, <laughs> I really didn't like it. Um, and that we just don't have everyone interacting and we don't get to see these really great dynamics. And I mean, like, even Tina, her whole, like, storyline was off camera. Like, we... in the the first episode or the second episode mm-hmm, we have yeah. sydney and she's like you're gonna meet the new sous, sous chef and i was so excited to see uh sydney teach uh, tina all these things because they were like okay well, i'm gonna start teaching you how to do it and then it's and off camera we don't see it at yeah, all and they go the to culinary episode, school i was like okay you know we mm-hmm. see tina being a sous chef and i'm like what wait when yeah. did sydney teach her all of this mm-hmm, and i understand yeah. that they sent him to culinary school and i mean like uh uh edbar is that his name i think so yeah uh edbar his he's like gone the entire time and Mm -hmm. we kind of we see him quit culinary school and then we forget about him for like four episodes and then he's back in it and he has one up uh one scene with tina Mm -hmm. and they're like okay that's the end of edbar's arc and i'm like i want to see all of that i I miss 
having everyone in the same space and having these cool dynamics like you said of everyone fucking like screaming at each other and shit Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that i don't like the quieter moments because i think episode four is fucking great and that's the marcus episode oh the marcus Um, episode was fantastic i agree and it's completely just those like quieter moments so Um, so was i i thought forks i don't think forks is as good as the marcus one but i think it was still pretty good when you see the complete uh forks is like before the finale i think when you see the arc of richie yes yes and like he's now wearing suits it's that whole thing yeah i really like that episode too yeah 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 so yeah i um i agree with you i i i didn't like people everyone not being together um I was really nervous at changing the restaurant. I was more so like, I like the fact that it was like a neighborhood looking restaurant and they're just trying to make ends meet. But then by the end of the show, they still were able to capture the, like, you know, the beef. Yeah. Now that's now the bear. Oh they were God. still the able. Scene of Marcus um, making the cannoli. Oh, the and... Michael. Oh. Yes. The Michael. That killed me yeah and carmen just being like you throw down yeah, yeah that was so good like that was when so well so like this i had my i was really disappointed i'm gonna be honest with you like the first three episodes i was just like oh man you texted I, me you're like Are yeah you <laughs> yeah i was so disappointed because i was so amped up for more bear and i re i re like i re i got my hulu back for the bear Cause I didn't have Hulu for like six months and I got it back for the bear. And I was like, Oh my God, my $9. Is like, <laughs> I, was, I was just like, but, but it just, it, it does reel you in the stories, the moments, the cameos are all great. They're all meaningful cameos. Some of them are just there, but they're great. They're good cameos, dude. They're not like, Hey, here's Jamie Lee. No, she's like actually for real, like amazing. No, 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 no. But you didn't get what I was doing. I was making fun what? of Marvel with the cameos. Oh, with the applause. Oh, hey guys, oh, okay, here's okay. Olivia Coleman. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing, bro? No, it was like they weaved it in good. Will Poulter was looking good. He got he got Twitter and oh, shambles. God. That of course they're making him a pastry chef. It was good. Like that stuff was cool. They knew. They Jamie knew Jamie Lee Curtis, man. She must have heard me talking my shit about <laughs> man, she was so good she as came the on mom. Under that set pissed. <laughs> yeah, man. She as the mom, she was so good. And I didn't realize what they were doing with her. Cause they were doing uh they were doing BPD with her. And you told me you said that. And I was like, who? And then I was like, oh, yeah, well, obviously, you know, I thought she was like being a mom and having her moments. But no, it was like it's straight up. This is what they all feared. You say certain things, certain things are triggers. And I think um, I think Sugar Sugar says something and they all make a face. Um, John Bernthal came back here for that episode. It was so good. John Pernthal is really great. So good. So good. That episode was so good. When he's like screaming mom. Oh my God. Ah, man. 
at this point, I was like, Sam Levinson is in shambles, bro. <laughs> Who's it's, the biggest show of the summer, man? Yeah, literally. It's it's um it's that scene of Carmi going mm. and talking to Michael, and he's like, I really want to work at the spot, you know. I I I know some shit, and I want to. I have ideas, mm. and he gives him that drawing, and then Carmi walks away, and you just see Michael break down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. and it's and like the the subtle family moments. What I really appreciate this show is that it really showcases a toxic family. And if you haven't been in a toxic, if you're not in a toxic family, I mean, congrats. That must be <laughs> that must be fun. But I am, I am, and that Christmas episode is so close to home because yeah. it can be all laughs and yada yada. And then just one thing just ruins the entire night. The, the, the section where he's talking to Michael and what did he, I think Michael said, well, I think Carmi was like, Oh, you don't really, I know you don't probably give a shit. And he's like, well, why, why would you say that? You know yeah. what I mean? I love that so much. And then the heartbreaking argument between Carmi and Richie is so. Oh my god! In the last episode, that it's it's so sad because they love each other, but who can hurt you the most besides your family? Mm-hmm. That they know they know everything about you. They know where you are in life. They some and they just both the, went the lowest. They went Richie's the lowest. Like- Richie okay, called Donna. him Donna. Yeah. Yep. You, you know that's like hard to hear because Carmi is like you're your daughter. Yeah. My family, your daughter. Mm-hmm. You, know? you lost your wife and crazy. And then that's how they ended the show. And so I don't know what was even sadder. Yeah. It was Richie. He stopped after calling um, Carmi Donna, but uh carmy kept going and it like what did you just because, say yeah yeah and, and ended up just being richie yelling i love you i love you i love you oh mm-hmm. great shit man right you're like i mean just people don't want shit you know like when you're in a <laughs> when you're in a so- profound <laughs> when you're in a writer's room and you're just thinking about what's gonna get the people it's not like it's not porn because if if i i guarantee you if timmy wants to watch porn he's going to watch porn he doesn't need an hbo max subscription to watch porn he's going to watch it okay so you don't gotta put that in your show for an audience because there's already thousands of porn. So when you're in a writer's room and you're like, what's gonna get them? What's gonna hook them? It's 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 just good shit. It's just family dynamics, stuff like this, stuff like just good shit. I don't know where I'm going with this, great but just make great good characters, movie. good writing, not trash writing. Not using the F word to like to be profound and whatever. It's just good shit. And I'm so glad I didn't like bail on the season. I mean, I wasn't ever going to because I love the bear too much to just give up. But I mean, I like you said, I texted you. I was like, Hannah, what the hell is going on? What is going on? Yeah. And 
by like episode four, I was like, all right, dude, I'm in. And it came um, around. It came around. And it was just it it was just it was a it was still I would still say it was a really good season. A yeah. really good season. I think the first season is a great season. I think this was still a really good season. Really good. Some bumps along the road, but I, I think um I think at the end of the day, it was really good. I love the fact that I know you hate Claire, but I liked his arc throughout yeah. Claire. I it really made did. sense by the end. It yeah, it really worked by the end. It's just the relationship itself, right? I I completely understand that. I just I love the idea of him giving her a fake number because he doesn't mm-hmm. want to get too close, and he knows about his job, and that's like the main focus. But then people tell him to get close, and ultimately at the end of the season, he's like, "This is why this is fucking up. It's because I got too close." And I don't need a relationship. And what ultimately is happening is that he's going back to the same mindset that he had in New York with that with that restaurant. And I want to see that story, dude. I want to see it. You know what I mean? I want to see him close everybody out and just be like, like a strict restaurant owner and how that affects the bay, like, you know, the restaurant and the people around him. Uh-huh. That's the shit I want to see, dude. You know? So yeah. just good shit. When the hell is season three? What are we doing? <laughs> Honestly, it was a quick turnaround from season yeah. one. So yeah, I think season one was like last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because it only takes like what a month to do this show. I, I was guess. gonna say I don't think this show is all that expensive. So. And FX gave them a budget this season. They said, "Here you go." <laughs> <laughs> they gave them a budget because if you look at the first season compared to this, ooh man, yeah, yeah, just uh. Good shit. They went to like where 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 was uh where was Mark where did Marcus go? Copenhagen. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? And that restaurant that they were at was just gorgeous. Yeah. So um yeah. So just good shit. Just good shit. Write good shit. Make good shit. You know, direct good shit. Cast good people. That's it. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> just cast musicians for unless their name is like unless their name is like Donald Glover or Lady Gaga. What the hell are you casting musicians for? <laughs> God, man, the idol has been catching strays all show. But <laughs> what was your? He's losing the I. I don't give a fuck war very badly. Oh, for real. So, okay, what was your other question? I think you have one more. Oh, um, let me get back to it. I totally forgot that. Yeah, no, why are you closing out the browser? I'm sorry. We started talking about the bear. <laughs> um. Okay. How do you? Uh, we already talked about that. Oh, Who did? would you like to see casted as Lex, Bruce, slash other characters in relation to Superman? I don't. I hey, there's your quirky casting. If they do, um, if they do Homeboy, what's the name? I'm forgetting the name because I'm tired. Who, Bill? Yeah, as Lex. I don't know if I see that. I don't see it either. But that's a quirky casting. There it is, go. but. Hannah, you're so selective. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. Phil is more <laughs> of like a joker to me. Yeah, but that's like that's the traditional he, casting for him. I know. You see, you do it. You see, you're not taking your own advice. I am though. Hannah, Hannah, it, it's different. It's different. Everybody who saw it was like, "Oh my god, Joker!" You know what I mean? But I'm like, that makes so much sense. Hey, yo, by the way, yesterday I was on like a I was on like a trailer binge for some reason. 
Listen, dude, that it chapter two trailer I could watch Thanks. for. I oh Hannah, I could watch that trailer for like days. <laughs> I there is something like I love trailers. So okay, I. I know we're going completely off topic. I love. I just love the idea, and I don't watch trailers online, like new trailers. I don't watch them online. I try to catch them in the theater if I can. So what movie am I like, I'm hooked on right now as far as horror is Talk to Me, because that trailer in the movie was crazy. And I was like, ooh, yeah, I want to see that. So I love trailers, right? By the way, the Challengers trailer in front of the no Challengers. Feelings, tra- oh, I man. literally like I. I haven't it. seen it in theaters yet, but I really want to. Okay? I was I literally so, jumped out of my seat when I was waiting for No Hard Feelings and the Challengers so, trailer came on. So, bro, listen, I was watching. I I was what I was I was I was like I was writing, but like I, like my juices are not flowing. My creative juices just was not flowing like I was writing yesterday at work. And it's just they wasn't doing it. So what I usually do is I just watch trailers that relate to what I'm writing about. If I'm writing a slasher, I go watch like a Scream trailer or something. If I'm writing like action, I'll go watch like one of Nolan's trailers or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm writing sci-fi. So I was like, man, what the hell? Like, give me some sci-fi. So I was thinking about, I was thinking about, I watched the Nope trailer. And I was like, man, this trailer is so fucking good. Oh, man, that first Nope trailer was so good. And then for some reason, I was like, man, I want to watch that trailer when Pennywise was pretending to be of the old lady. So I watched the trailer first. Watched that trailer. Because my script right now is kind of like an invasion of the body snatchers kind of thing. Ooh. So, you know, for real, chill. Anyway, so. Kind of like the faculty? Yeah, for real. Okay, okay, Hannah, chill. Please, please. Okay, so, <laughs> listen. So, I was like, I want to see, like, how uh, uh, a monster or an alien acts like a human. So, I went back and watched the It Chapter 2 trailer, the first one, where the old lady, oh, it's so good. It's like, oh, she's like, you could just about die. <laughs> and then she's, like, looking at her, and it's so good and then the oven beats and she tra- she breaks his the trance she breaks trance and she's like i have some cookies in the oven and and fucking and fucking like what's the fucking character's name but she's like i'm out of here dude and it's like no 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 just stay there and then they're doing all the little teases and then they do the crescendo of are you daddy's little girl yeah oh it's so good so then i was like man i love this trailer let me watch a chapter two's trailer, though, the second one, the main one. That trailer is one of the best horror trailers, like, ever. One of the best horror trailers. When's the last time we watched that trailer? Oh, it's so good. I, I, I watch it, like, pretty often. It's so good, that second trailer. The, uh, you having Pennywise doing a monologue. Like, what are we doing? Yes. Pennywise is, like... For 27 years, <laughs> <laughs> I've craved you. I've missed you. Yeah. And then, um, and then fucking Billy is like, you lied and I died. And it's so good. And I watched it like four times yesterday. <laughs> and then after I watched it, man, I was going on that computer. I was writing. So, yeah, good shit. Do we have any other questions? I don't think so. All right. So I think that's it, everyone. I, by the way, I don't know who I was cast as uh lex or yeah i have no idea Adjacent. i, don't know. I, don't know. Someone, I think somebody bald. said uh nicholas holt for the bold and brave bruce and i'm like 
give it to him. He deserves it. <laughs> one cash says Jesse Eisenberg. I'll just say that. As oh. Lux. That was one of, the worst ca- one of the worst castings of all time. Anyway, um, let's get out of here. Thing, truly. <laughs> um, let's get out of here. I'm hot. Sweating in his booth. Everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We went a long time because we had a lot to discuss. Really appreciate you guys all for listening. Hannah, let everyone know they can follow you. Aerodrifted Hannah on Twitter. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. Bye-bye.